The Starting Line. Discussing emerging tech, new apps, and young professionals on My Town, live with Rod Hawker. All right, welcome back. And we are at the point of the day that just uh, my head explodes because there is a lot of information about to enter between my ears. Because I've got Alex here on the starting line. Alex, welcome back. Love you, brother. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Rod. I know it's not Monday. I'm glad to be here on a Wednesday, though. This is good. Yeah, it's good for me. (laughs) because i always love it especially getting people in the studio because it just doesn't happen now but and you always have so much information now ray the last time you were i think ray ran the q and a because he (laughs) he was really up to speed so uh let's listen to see what you have today and we'll see if ray can uh he's got my week all messed up being here on a wednesday so it's probably not going to happen you might much today Well, All right, Alex. What have we got, brother? We're going to be covering three stories. Uh, we're covering one wild gadget because we haven't talked about new gadget yeah, inventions in a while. And I just true. saw one that popped up over the weekend. I thought, okay, we've, we've got to cover that. Cool. We're also going to be covering why Facebook is in the news again. No, it's not for good reasons. And uh. <laughs> a cheating incident in Formula E racing. Stick with me here. It's, this is pretty interesting, actually. We've talked about online Cheaters racing. Cheaters never win. It's true. Winners never cheat. Well, honestly. <laughs> You know, that age-old age adage really kind of rings true, right? Especially if you're online. There are yeah. real-world consequences for things that you do on the Internet. Oh, wow. I, I just want to make sure that we preface everything that we and, do and here. It's so not when you don't have your clothes on either. It exactly. could be other things. Well, yeah. well, exactly. I mean, we're talking real professionals with real yeah. consequences based on their actions online. I'll get to that in okay, a second. But cool. what if you could produce flavors without eating or drinking something? What? Produce mm. Flavors without eating or drinking something. How would yeah. you do that? Yeah, yeah. So there's actually a brand new gadget just came out. It's called the Noromaki synthesizer. Now, <laughs> I know. So again, bear with me here. So, <laughs> okay. you know, years ago it was kind of thought that the tongue had uh, different regions, so it was kind of divided into different quadrants for uh, sweet, salty, sour, and bitter flavors. And there were higher concentrations of taste buds that were kind of turned. Uh, specifically towards those new flavors, right? Those flavors that you would be introducing. Well, now we know that the distribution is actually more evenly spread out. So those flavor centers are kind of all over the tongue. And there is one fifth flavor, which we don't talk about a lot in this country, which is umami, which plays a big part of our enjoyment of food. Uh, Now, we know how the tongue works a little bit better. And this guy in Japan, he's a professor, (laughs) uh, Homei Miyashita, (laughs) I can't even pronounce this horrible, Uh, he created this Normaki synthesizer. Basically, the study, this is from the abstract, the study describes the production of a novel taste display which uses ion electrophoresis in five gels containing electrolytes that supply controlled amounts of each of the five basic tastes to apply an arbitrary taste to the user's tongue. So basically, this device is an electronic device. It has some uh, some electrolytes on the end, and you can kind of dial it to taste different flavors when you put it onto your tongue. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, I want my wife's lipstick. <laughs> well, so, so here's the funny thing. The device is actually it's somewhat sizable right now, but in the near future, it's probably going to be close to pocket size, right? So you can mm-hmm. have this little... 
flavor thing in your pocket that if you don't want to eat a meal or if you just want some kind of the flavor of chocolate or something, you can just go ahead and stick this thing on your tongue and have it run some electrodes, you know, kind of through your tongue. And it'll stimulate that that sense with, uh, I guess, some of the electrolyte fluid that's on the actual sensors. It's pretty interesting. If you want to read the full story, head over to Gizmodo because it's it's pretty wild. That that is wild. And what I'm thinking of right away is you're going through your tongue and you're thinking, I'm hungry. I'm going to have chocolates. And then that satisfies that. Somehow it's got to convert to your stomach, so then you're not hungry either. Uh, and really, squelches be a real good diet tool, man. Well, exactly. I was, I was thinking tool. the same thing, but will it actually, you know, it might get rid of the craving, but will it actually do anything for the actual hunger? Yeah, see, I, I, don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't really cover that too much. That's a valid point, right? Like, what does that actually do to satiate you? Does it kind of act as sort of a meal replacement for some folks? I don't know, but I mean... We just don't see a lot of innovations in this space typically. Like, uh, there's not a lot of new inventions that come out that are related to, like, flavors or mm. anything like this. So just seeing this kind of come yeah. out, I thought, wow, this is just the, the strangest wow, that's thing. A, that's awesome. That is the strangest thing. And uh, I, I couldn't get past uh, wanting my l- wife's lipstick flavor on <laughs> <laughs> my tongue. So, anyways, well, as always, uh, Alex says that's a great story. We're going to take a quick minute right now, go to our commercial break. This is 100.9 The Line. The Starting Line. Discussing emerging tech, new apps, and young professionals on My Town, live with Rod Hawker. Welcome back, and as we heard in that first segment, Alex had a great story, a great segment, as always. we got a couple more stories to tackle. Alex, what's next? All right, so we're talking about Facebook back in the news yet oh, again. Boy. and Yeah, not, not for the best of reasons. So Facebook apparently had evidence that its algorithms were actually dividing its user base. But top executives really did not want to pursue any changes to that. So now we know, after some recent leaks, there was a story in the Wall Street Journal... And basically, (laughs) Facebook's algorithms exploit, and this is a quote, okay, exploit the human brain's attraction to divisiveness. Now, we've been talking a lot about... Oh, boy. And it makes sense, right? Okay, now, we've Mm -hmm. talked about this for a long time. Remember when Facebook was focusing on groups when they were doing their advertising? Hey, let's get everybody into these groups. A lot of that is to try to combat some of these issues. The problem is, is that these groups still end up being divisive yeah. in and of themselves, right? Yes. And it causes other issues to kind of bleed onto people's general news feed. So it's one of those things where it's like we have evidence that Facebook knew they were creating an echo chamber. They, yes. they knew exactly what they were doing and they still... I'm going to call them boogers for doing that. I might use a different word offline. But <laughs> yeah. and right now, just think about to mask or on mask, mask yes. or on yeah. You know, right. People that is so divisive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see people without one. You're, you know, you feel like people are looking at you, or maybe you have one and other people. I mean, how could this be divisive right. uh, if you wear a mask or don't wear a mask? But it is. It, it is. And this Facebook stuff. They're bad actors. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it, I don't know how to say it. But well, I can say it, it more forcefully. Let me put it to you this way: it's hard to disagree with you after reading some of this information, right? Yeah. Because it's clear that they knew exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, one hundred percent, they knew exactly what was going on. So, uh, for example, one twenty sixteen report found that sixty four percent of all extremist groups group joins are due to recommendation tools. That means that Facebook is actively recommending divisive groups to people that fit into their spectrum. Oh, boy. That's not a good idea, right? Because you end up, again, no. creating these echo chambers mm-hmm. where people get 
into different corners on Facebook, and they don't use the tool to actually connect with one another. They use it to try and tear each other apart. Right. For power. Yeah, I, I like what you, you say. Usually you tell me uh, I'm not totally wrong, and you just use a new term. <laughs> That's I true. love you, bro. That's good. That's good <laughs> that stuff. is good. I gotta keep like a book of all these or something. <laughs> You're not totally wrong. You're not totally wrong. No, it's true. And, and I mean the the journal. You know, they reported the Facebook teams. They pitched multiple fixes. So they've known about this again since 2016. Mm-hmm. They tried to say, listen, there's issues with the group recommendation system. Let's try to change this. Let's do what we want to do. Let's let's make Facebook a better platform. Well, a lot of those were either outright dismissed or very diluted by. Mark Zuckerberg, who mm. apparently knew about all of this, according to this report from the Wall Street Journal. Mm. So uh, I think the the big issue is that if they can figure out a way to not only moderate content, which we've talked about forever and ever, you know, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, at the end as well, but they need to figure out a way to to broaden people's horizons a little bit, right? Like expose people to different things that they might not normally be exposed to, especially like groups that you might like or pages that you might like, yeah. you know, that's like a positive. Exactly. And I think that's a good way to do it. Whereas you broaden people's horizons, not based on like super hardcore algorithmic recommendations of like where they're already at and putting them into more divisive corners, but actually kind of broadening those horizons. I don't know if that's going to happen. I can tell you, though, this report is very damaging. This yeah. is very, very damaging well, for them. we see it in the newspapers uh, all the time now. I mean, like, just like the local public opinion, which is owned by USA Today, they'll, they'll plot one side against another side. What's all about, it's supposed to be about the community. Chambersburg's a small community. Right. But yet you got R's and D's behind every article or every picture. You can say, well, that's an R, that's a D, and mostly it's D's uh, when you're uh, listen, looking at the uh, USA Today public opinion. But in uh, any way, in any event you're exactly right alex i appreciate you bringing that to the table you know this facebook's just uh it's bad stuff instead of bringing people together for positive interaction yeah i know and and they've had great proposals to change it they had this common ground proposal that kind of aimed for you know healthier political discussion on facebook Mm -hmm. there were a lot of fixes that they just thought okay these are going to make changes right this is going to be good for us and they just never were implemented. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, this has been going on now for over four years. Well, now they're using the pandemic to do it more and more because, <laughs> exactly. you know, you're going to kill billions and all the, I mean, all the different groups in there. It's like, it's wrong. I mean, yeah. yeah uh, somebody, yeah, anyways. No, you're right. Yeah, you're totally right. I, 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 I will keep an eye on this. We always keep an eye on well, obviously yeah. what's going on on Facebook. So I'll definitely Thank keep you posted if there are updates. Like yeah. if they actually come out and they say, hey, yeah, we're going to make a change here. We're going to make sure that things are correct. But huh. we have not heard that quite yet. So moving on to my last story. Right. Now, <laughs> what you say and what you do online, again, I just want to reiterate, have long-lasting <laughs> consequences in the real world. This is a lesson that all of us can learn, right, from, from the young to the old. doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what yeah. you do for a living. Your actions online matter. Yeah, don't post any streaking videos there, uh, Ray. Why not? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do that. Uh, now, a Formula E driver has been fired from Audi after letting an esports pro take his place in an online race. Okay, so let me back this up. Let me wow. walk this back. So we've been talking about virtual racing. We actually mm-hmm. covered a story here a few weeks ago when COVID kind of started about virtual racing. We now have our first big cheating scandal. Now, Formula E, this is interesting. Actually, I had to look this up. wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Formula E is actually all about electric vehicle racing. So it's like F1 or IndyCar racing in this country, but it's just Formula E. It's for electric vehicles only. So obviously hmm. their season's been suspended. 
So they moved online, just as NASCAR did. Now, we saw NASCAR obviously had some issues with their iRacing sims. This is sort of along the same lines, but, you know, the world of virtual racing has changed, right? So uh, Formula E driver Daniel Abt, he has been suspended from his Audi racing team, and he admitted that, yeah, it wasn't actually him that got that third-place finish at their recent ABB Formula E Race at Home Challenge. Of course, now some of their... Now, here's the crazy well. thing. Some of their drivers in the race were immediately suspicious. Immediately knew. They called him out. Okay. His face was consist, uh, constantly obscured by, like, a, a piece of equipment. So you couldn't really tell, like, what was going on with him. And there was a 20-driver live stream of the race on Zoom. And so people were like, what, what is going on? Now, his previous best qualifying position was ninth, okay? Now, he's a good, like, actual physical Formula E driver, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not done very well racing online. Again, it's a transferable skill set, but it's still a little bit different, right? Well, (laughs) sure enough, he was actually cheating. The Mercedes EQ driver flat out accused him on live stream saying, yeah, really not happy here uh, because that was not Daniel driving. Just straight up said it. Just didn't even, yeah, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, Okay, that's interesting. So, of course, organizers, they then confirmed that Apt wasn't actually racing. He he actually did admit to letting Allied Esports sim racer Lawrence Horsing sit in for him. Wow. So, yeah, he yeah. asked. Now, now he's basically claimed, he's come out and he said, this was supposed to be a joke. This is blown out way out of proportion. Yeah. But we're talking about a charity tournament. Oh. Like an online charity geez, tournament, right? Beats. Yeah. Who, I mean, who, oh, my uh, what, what are we Terrible. doing? What are we yeah. doing? You know? Why are you going to do it during a charity event? Yeah, right? that's, that's yeah. just wrong. It's just, just very wrong. bizarre. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, as a result, I mean, he obviously has been DQ'd from the race. All of his previous <laughs> results have been thrown out. Yeah. His team, his real-life team in Audi said, you know, hey, you're suspended yeah. for like a while, man. You like, lost just... a good-paying job, brother. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he was basically ordered to pay $10,000 uh, donation to charity. To the charity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is good. But yeah. again, I, I just want to preface that it doesn't matter if you're famous. doesn't matter if you're rich. Poor anything does not matter. What you do online mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. It really comes back to haunt you. And I think that yes, it can be a thing as simple as a slip up or something like that. But when you go out there and, and there's ill intent, you know, mm-hmm. you clearly you're cheating. You're doing something that's that you know is wrong. Yeah, people are going to find out. And thinking this, for a change. I mean, that, that's a good thinking for a change segment. I mean, obviously that fella didn't think that one through. No, no. I mean, and how much did he get by doing it? Nothing. For a freaking charity. It's, yeah. And I, I, you touched on something. I never knew there was such a thing as an electric car mm-hmm. race. I didn't either. Yeah. Actually, it's yeah. Like, it's wow. interesting. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why Alex is here because he brings us a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And by the time we, uh, we always have to take our headphones and make them bigger. <laughs> when Alex is done, because our heads just get bigger and bigger with all this information. Rise up and wise up, Rod. R- rise up and wise up. Oh, boy, we are wising up here. Rise up, wise up. I love it. Well, Alex, again, thank you so much for all the information today. And, again, you can find Alex's podcast on thelinenews.com slash podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a wrap. This is 100.9 The Line.